You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad that you tuned in today. In today's podcast, we're going to read Psalm 15. Super short little psalm, 15 verses. In this psalm, David asks, who is it that can dwell with God? Who can go to the tabernacle, to God's tent, and commune with God? And David's answer is going to be a person whose heart has been transformed, who's a person of good character, who's a person of righteousness. Now, as we read the psalm, I don't want you to get lost in the good deeds, in the good qualities. I want you to recognize that these outward evidences, these actions, and behaviors are evidence of an internal change. This is a person who has shalom, has peace with God, and this is what their life looks like. As I read this psalm, I want to be one of these people. I want to look at the big areas of my life and the small areas of my life, and I want to continue to take an inventory of myself and make sure that I'm growing in Jesus and reflecting Jesus and allowing Jesus to change me inside and out so that I can be the kind of person who can come to worship the Lord and abide in His presence, who can dwell with God, who can abide with Christ. So let's read Psalm 15 together. This is a Psalm of David. O Lord, who may abide in your tent, who may dwell on your holy hill? He who walks with integrity and works righteousness and speaks truth in his heart. He does not slander with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a reprobate is despised, but who honors those who fear the Lord. He swears to his own hurt and does not change. He does not put out his money at interest, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things will never be shaken." Pretty powerful. The last statement, he who lives like this will never be shaken. This person who has strength with God, this is the person who could rightly dwell with God in his city in Jerusalem under the tabernacle, under God's holy tent where we would worship God. So this is a pretty cool picture that David is painting. Just want to walk through a couple of the behaviors that David thought would be indicative of a person who is walking with God, who can live with God, who can have peace with God. A couple of things. So you got to walk with integrity and you got to do righteousness. So are you on the inside is your heart pure? Are you who you say you are? Are you changed on the inside? Do you live out righteousness? Are you living in a right relationship with God so that your life and your life's direction is right with God? That you're standing up for what God stands up for? That you're denouncing what God denounces? So are you working righteousness? Do you speak the truth in your heart? Do you stand with what God says is true and right? Do you twist the truth? Uh, do you do you, you know? Do you tell white lies? Are you living a lie? Do you bend towards worldview, or do you stand for the truth? Uh, in verse three, you have a couple qualities. Uh, he doesn't slander with his tongue, so you're not 
bashing people, speaking badly about people. I, I think Christians unintentionally do this sometimes, uh, sometimes because we're just frustrated. I know that I am super guilty of this sometimes too, uh, but I'm, I want to take this inventory and say, all right, Lord, help me walk with you the way that I want to. Do you ever talk badly about political figures that just screw with? I'm not talking about their policies. I'm not talking about stand up against politics. I'm talking about just slandering a human being. Do you do that? Uh, you know, maybe maybe it's in a smaller setting. Maybe it's you know a family setting or something real personal. But I really do think God cares about how we speak about each other. And so let's be careful not to slander people. Who does not do evil to his neighbor? I hope you're not guilty there. Who does not take up a reproach against your friend? That you're not this argumentative guy that's reproaching your friend that's constantly you know bickering and in in these you know squabbles back and forth. Couple of things in verse four. Um, in whose eyes a reprobate is despised. In other words, there are wicked people on the earth. I hate that. I want them to repent and turn their life to God. But the truth is, throughout the Psalms, one of the consistent things is that righteous people stand with God. And when you see people who want to persist in wickedness to the harm of others, who destroy God's creation, and in their persistent, arrogant wickedness, they are desecrating the earth. Uh, a, a righteous person is against that. And you're willing to stand against that when you need to. But you honor those who fear the Lord. Do you honor the saints? Like, I mean, really, do you are your heroes just the celebrities of our day, or do you honor those who walk with God? And some of those people are not famous. I'm not talking about you know preachers that everybody knows or people on platforms or you know public uh, religious figures. I mean, for you, maybe those saints are the quiet, humble people who love Jesus and the church, who honestly have set a path for you, who've discipled you. But do you honor the saints? Who swears to his own hurt and does not change. That was a strange one for me. But what I believe that David is saying is that if if I take an oath, um, even at the point when fulfilling my oath to you would cause harm to me, where it's going to be inconvenient, it's going to cost me time, it's going to cost me money, that I am willing to be a man of my word and make good on my promise to you, that I'm not going to back out of it. I like these last couple of ones, too. These Verse 5, a couple of financial pieces. Who does not put out his money at an interest in the agricultural economy of David's day 3,000 years ago. Uh, sharecroppers and artisans that depended on larger landowners uh, for their livelihood, it would not be unusual for them to have to take loans to plant their fields until their crops came in. And in God's law to the Jewish people, People in Israel were not supposed to lend money at interest to other Israelites. They were supposed to help and be generous. Now, definitely this is not modern banking for sure, but this is the way that God wanted His people to share and to be generous and to care for and meet one another's needs. And David recognized this as one of the qualities that would be common for people who could dwell with God in in His tent in worship. Uh who does not take a bribe against the innocent. David is defending a judicial system that's not bent, that works, where powerful people can't pay bribes and bend justice, but instead everybody would have a fair a fair day of trial before their judges, before those who hear them in the city gates, uh, because nobody's taking bribes, because we are not being swayed by money, but by God's heart, by what is true. And David says, who does these things will never be shaken. You know, the Psalms are really full of Psalms just like this one, where a psalmist identifies several qualities or traits that righteous people have that allow people to walk in peace with God. And sometimes we don't go to the Psalms looking for teaching about how we should live, 
But you know what? There's tons of that in the Psalms. Uh, tons of Psalms that point the way to a righteous life that would give us peace with God. And this is one that calls us to take an inventory. You know, we, we think about where David looks up to God and says, you know, search my heart. Well, these are the kinds of things that I want God to point out in me and you so that we're not slandering, that we're not harmful to our neighbor, that we that we are generous, that we are helping those who need help, that we're standing against things that God doesn't like, that we're walking in truth. So at the end of the day, I want you to close your eyes and imagine that you approach God in worship this Sunday and that you just find yourself at great peace there. You find yourself communing with God's Spirit there. And I'm imagining David now starting this psalm to say, who is it that can dwell in God's tent? Who can abide with God? And that tent would be the tabernacle, the place of worship, the holy place. And for David, he imagines that a person who is walking with God can enjoy communing in God's presence in worship. And I just want to call us to the same kind of life. So church family, listen, Christianity is absolutely not a list of good deeds. It's not. It's it's surrendering to the Lordship of Jesus. It's living for God's glory. It's being trained from the inside out. But listen to me. Christianity may not be a list of good deeds. That's not what defines us. But Christianity is not less than people who live a life filled with good deeds. So you know that you've been saved by grace through faith. You're God's workmanship appointed for good deeds that God appointed beforehand for you to do. So church family, let's live good and right lives before the Lord. Let's be model characters, like let's have integrity on the inside and let's dwell with God. Thanks for taking the time to read Psalm 15 with me. God bless you.